Live from Sursa Hall on the beautiful campus of Ball State University in bucolic Muncie, Indiana, it's the Indiana Public Radio Holiday Radio Drama. This year, we present to you the live radio broadcast of A Few Houses Down, the world premiere of a new play by Michael Kleber. Tonight, our story is told by a venerable cast of local talent direct from the Muncie and Ball State communities that you know and love. Perhaps you've seen them on the Muncie Civic Stage or in the University Theater. Perhaps you've even heard them on the morning news on Indiana Public Radio. Well, here they are, gathered in one place to tell this heartwarming new holiday classic. So turn up your radios, light the fireplace, and gather your loved ones around you as we bring to life this holiday story of love, loss, and the power of family. Speaking of family, we'd like to take a moment to thank our public radio family. It's the support of this extended family that makes programs like the IPR holiday radio drama possible. An especially warm IPR holiday hug must be given to the Ball State Federal Credit Union and to Lifestream Services for being presenting sponsors for this year's broadcast. Thanks also to the Ball State Department of Theater and Dance, Michelle Walker Thrivent Financial, Mark's Service Center, Morrison Woods, and the Yorktown Public Library. But mostly, we want to thank you, dear listeners, for it is the gift of your warm support that allows Indiana Public Radio to bring stories such as A Few Houses Down. Thank you for being a part of our family. Tonight, our story takes place in a town very much like Muncie, Indiana, on a night very much like tonight. Dennis Charles, a person very much like someone you know, feels the air turning colder and the excitement of the holidays peeking around the corner. With the vibrant years of his youth behind him, Dennis begins, as one so often does, to think about years past about his family's unique story, and about the particular quality of joy and of melancholy that accompany the wintry holiday season. When I look back at my childhood, my most distant Christmas memory is from Christmas Eve, when I was but five years old, lying awake, anxious and fidgeting. I was so small that I could sit on the edge of my bed and my toes didn't reach the floor. My father kept vigil in the living room, both ears open for that telltale thump of wayward feet leaping from under the covers, pledging an urgent need to visit the bathroom. <laughs> I never fooled him, not one of the dozen or so times I tried. I had an added reason for restlessness. Before my mother left to take my brother to sing with the choir at midnight mass, she promised to leave my cup a blue and white check ceramic mug emblazoned with my name in bold red letters next to the plate of cookies for Santa. 
It boosted my hopes that Santa might overlook some of my malfeasances from earlier in the year and leave some extra gifts under the tree. In the late autumn of my fourth grade year, everything changed. The weather was unusually cold and we had snowfall a couple of times towards the end of November. One day, I returned home from school to an empty house. This puzzled me. Someone was always at home. I looked through the whole house, expecting to hear mom puttering around or my, my brother getting ready to leave for his newspaper route. I ran up to the second floor, to the room I shared with my brother, and I looked out the window, just as a taxi pulled into the driveway. After a moment, mom emerged from the back and staggered toward the front door as if the ground underneath her were trembling. I found her standing by the sink, her cheeks red and mottled, staring out the window. Her hands quaked and her lips moved, but no sound came out. The rooms of our house were suddenly empty. From then on, we changed addresses quite a bit. We barely stayed anywhere long enough to meet the neighbors, never mind make any friends. Mom always saw to it that I never wanted for anything necessary, but she moved through life in silence, always distracted. Whenever the end of November rolled around, Mom sank even further into silence. I wanted her to talk with me. I wanted to understand. I wanted to help, but I was young. I didn't know how. In 1978, when I was a sophomore, once again we had an uncommonly cold December, including a snowstorm that hit right when we had just moved into a house on Valley Road late in the week before Christmas. I can still hear the sound of the snow crunching underfoot as I walk back to our latest home after dropping a few items in the mailbox for my mom on my first day in my new neighborhood. Hey. Kid. Hey, hold up a minute. What? You just moved into the Russell's old house, didn't you? We're renting it. What of it? Huh, oh, nothing. We just wanted to say hi. I'm Brett Johnston. I live a few houses down that way. I'm Marlena Ritter. I live with the Johnstons. Oh, uh, I'm Dennis. Dennis Charles. Hey, Dennis. Glad to know you. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Uh, how come you live with the Johnstons? My dad got a big promotion out of state, but I didn't want to change schools. Our families have known each other forever, so I was able to talk my folks into letting me stay until I graduate. Oh. Well, I had Are better... Are you guys all unpacked? Gonna get settled in time for Christmas? We don't celebrate Christmas. No? How come? It's a long story. It's only my mom and me, and we can't afford much. She's always working, so she's tired all the time, and instead of making a big fuss, I let her sleep in on her day off. Huh. That sounds really nice. Nice? Uh, of you, I mean. We live with my grandparents. We're supposed to keep the noise down, but we make a racket anyway. It's quieter now that my older sister's away at college, but she's coming home soon for... Hey, I have an idea. Why don't you and your mom come over to our house for Christmas dinner? For Christmas dinner? Yeah, Brett, for Christmas dinner? We don't even know you. So, when's a better time? My grandma is the best cook in the world, and there's always tons of food. We decorate the house from top to bottom every year, which reminds me we need to get going on that. But 
after dinner, we just sit together and sing. Nothing fancy. Nobody's an opera star or anything like that. We just sing. It's a great time. Are you sure about this? I'll have to run it past Grandma, but she'd never turn anybody away. <laughs> this will be the first Christmas we... Well, never mind. I'll ask my mom. No one had ever invited us to Christmas dinner. We had no other family, and wherever we ended up, the few people Mom got to know were married couples who had their own families at Christmas. Mom seemed to relish the solitude, but it was a lonely existence for a kid so young. The prospect of spending Christmas with friends flipped a switch in me. I was so excited that I completely missed Marlena's hesitation. After I ran off, Brett and Marlena kept talking. Let's talk while we walk home. Sure. Have you lost your mind? What about your grandfather? What about him? What about him? Have you forgotten how a holiday affects him? So he gets a little confused. Confused? Remember last Valentine's Day? Mrs. Blackwell still can't get over the sight of him running around the neighborhood in his boxers with cardboard wings taped to his back. That was completely harmless. Harmless? Come on, the arrow missed her completely. The mark on her porch is like a foot over her head. I thought it was cool. I never knew Grandpa was such good of a shot. And what about Easter? Wearing bunny ears and going into people's yards and hiding eggs? <laughs> Raw eggs, too. On people's porches, in their mailboxes, in their garages. He put a couple under the front seat of your grandma's car. Remember the smell of a car that's had raw eggs hidden under the front seat all spring? And everyone knows how special Christmas is to him. So remind me, what is he this Christmas again? This Christmas, he... Um... That's it! What do you mean, coming here at this time of day? A Christmas carol. Is he Ebenezer Scrooge, or...? <sighs> no. The whole thing. Our contract is an old one. It was made when we were poor and content to be so. Huh. He's doing things a little out of order today. I release you with a full heart for the love of whom you once were. Don't change the subject. You're at least going to warn Dennis, aren't you? Come on, Marlena. Did you see how he lit up when I invited him? I don't want to give him a reason not to come. And don't you ride out on Grandpa either. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. He did get excited, that's for sure. Oh, all right, I'll keep my mouth shut for the time being. Maybe his mom will hear from a rich relative in the Bahamas or something. I hated to disappoint Marlena, but mom had no relatives in the Bahamas, rich or otherwise. In the Johnston house, though, things were percolating. Toward the end of the week before Christmas, Grandma Johnston was spending a quiet evening in her living room, a cozy, beautiful place, even without Christmas decorations. It had bright pine wood paneling and a huge, gorgeous fireplace. The phone rang. Hello? Hi, Grandma, it's Callie. Well, hello, dear. How are finals going? Going great. Only two more. Straight A's. That's wonderful, dear. Is everything okay, Grandma? You sound tired. Oh, I'm all right. Your grandfather has been keeping me busy lately, is all. What is he this year? A Christmas carol again. It's his favorite. He was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer last year, wasn't he? He was. All that jumping into the air and yelling, I'm cute! <laughs> well, it was kind of cute. <laughs> I suppose. I'll be home on Monday. I wish I could have been home sooner, but I hope you left some of the decorations for me. 
I, I haven't put up any decorations. No? Truthfully, honey, Grandpa has been running me ragged. I only wish there was some way to predict what he's going to do. Two nights ago, he woke me out of the first sound sleep I've had in weeks. He was climbing out the window and hollering, I am mortal and liable to fall. Oh, no. Oh, it's what life is now, Callie. It's not like the old days. I miss the old days. Oh, I do too, honey. In the really old days, I met your grandpa at a Christmas dance. Ellen, the cookies are scrumptious. They're almost gone. I'm glad everybody's enjoying them, Danielle. Everybody's dancing off the calories, too. Thank you for working the punch table. Not at all, not at all. Has anyone asked you to dance yet? Not yet, but I've been busy. Anyway, don't worry about me. You go right on having a good time. I will, thanks. Uh, pardon me? Do you know what time it is? It's 11 past the hour. Ah. Okay. Thank you. You're quite welcome. Merry Christmas. Thank you. And the same to you. Merry Christmas. Well, see you. Uh Uh-huh. Hey, Elle. Who was that? Someone who wants to dance with me. Well, how do you know that? He asked me what time it was, but he's wearing a perfectly good watch. Not to mention, this table is stationed right under the clock. He's cute! Is he? I hadn't noticed. (laughs) Here he comes again. Go dance or something. Uh... It's a quarter after now. I beg your pardon? The time. Uh, Oh, why, why so it is. That's a lovely wristwatch. Isn't that a shame it doesn't work? I'm sorry? Uh, It works fine. I'm glad to hear of it, Mr... Uh, Johnston. Lorne Johnston. Just like Lorne Green. Well, nice to meet you, Mr. Johnston, just like Lorne Green. I'm Ellen Marin. Nice to meet you as well. Are you enjoying the dance? I am. It's just that... Well, I'd enjoy it a lot more if you'd dance with me. Aren't you nice? I'd be delighted. Give me just a minute until my backup gets here. I can't leave the table unattended. Okay. Uh, Ellen? Yes? I'm not usually like this, but... Yes? You have the most beautiful blue eyes. How sweet. That's very kind of you. Are you all right, Mr. Johnston, just like Lauren Green? I'm fine. It's never been easy for me to strike up a conversation with a beautiful woman. If you didn't want to dance with me or to talk with me, well, I wanted to mention your beautiful eyes before I went away. Need a break, Elle? Danielle, I'm glad you're here. I'd like to dance. Ooh, listen. This next tune is one of my favorites. Come on, Mr. Just Like Lauren Green. That sounds so romantic. Oh, it was, dear. 
He was the most bashful man I'd ever seen, but he was polite and kind and considerate. I never met anyone quite like him. Hmm. Grandma, this might not be the best time to ask, but... What is it? I have this friend that I've gotten to know through school, and I've been going on and on about our house at Christmas time, and especially about your Christmas dinners and how the tree looks in the living room. My friend has nowhere to go for Christmas this year, so I was wondering if it would be all right to invite... Oh, Kelly, we just haven't done much this year. I'll help once I get there, I promise. And anyway, isn't Brett helping? Oh, he does his share, no question. The way he indulges your grandfather is more than I can believe. But he has his friends and his schoolwork. I don't like to add caring for your grandpa to his responsibilities. Still, we couldn't turn away someone who has nowhere else to go. Besides, this might just be the kick in the pants I need to get me into holiday mode. So bring your friend. Oh, thank you, Grandma. This means the world to me. You'll like my friend, you'll see. I'm sure. Well, I'd better go check on what old Ebenezer is up to. See you soon, honey. I didn't learn until later that Christmas conspiracies were unfolding everywhere, especially between Callie and her friend, a kindly young fellow named Greg Brooks. Back at school, the two of them had a nice long chat about that phone call later that evening. So, what did she say? Exactly what I thought she'd say, Greg. I told you she never turns anyone away. She won't tell anyone we're engaged, will she? No. What? I didn't tell her. You didn't? Why not? Come on now, we made a promise. No secrets. No secrets. We did make a promise. So? Well, do you remember what I told you about my grandpa? I should say. What about him? He's not dancing the nutcracker, is he? Smart mouth. He isn't doing any such thing. Sorry. That, that was mean. What about your grandpa? Well, grandma sounded so down. She said he's been more than his usual handful. He's being a Christmas carol again. I'm a little unsure that you should be marrying into a family like this. Maybe this isn't the best time for us to be doing this, then. Oh, Greg, it isn't that I don't want to marry you. It's just that I'm not sure that now is the best time to announce it. I feel so bad for Grandma. She has always loved Christmas. It was one of the things that made Grandma and Grandpa such a tight couple. I mean, they never held back. The whole neighborhood used to come to their holiday get-togethers. But that doesn't happen anymore. I'll have to get straight to work when I get home. But that's what I was planning to do anyway. God, I wish I felt ready to shout our big news. Wouldn't that be something if it jolted Grandpa back to reality for a few minutes? Back to reality? Sometimes he just shows up for a while. It doesn't have to be anything big. I remember the last time he was a Christmas Carol, a couple of years ago when we were freshmen. Grandpa, the car's all warmed up and I'm about ready to go. I just thought I'd check on you before I leave. Hear me! My time is nearly gone! I'm sorry, Grandpa. I don't know the next line. I am here tonight to warn you that you have yet a chance and hope of escaping my fate. Well, I wouldn't want to escape anything about you. You're my favorite, Grandpa, and this has been a wonderful Christmas, but I've got to get back to college this afternoon. College? 
Grandpa? What did you say? You're leaving for college? Yes. I'm a freshman this year, and I, I started in August. It's a four-hour drive from here. A freshman? My little jewel is a college freshman. How do you like school? I love it. I haven't decided what I want to study yet, but I've been meeting some great new people. And you're going back this afternoon? Yes. Well, we're going to miss you. I've missed you too, Grandpa. Will you, will you come back for Christmas? Every year. And that's a promise. That's good. We couldn't have Christmas without my little jewel. I wouldn't want to have Christmas without you, Grandpa. What's today, my fine fellow? I don't... Christmas? It's Christmas Day! I haven't missed it! No, Grandpa, you haven't missed it. It sounds like you're really sweet with him. He's a dear. He just loses his place sometimes. Well, then there's only one thing to do. What's that? You're supposed to be finished with your finals before I am, but I'm going to see about taking mine early. Then we'll go home to Grandma's and we'll get that house ready for Christmas like never before. Greg, that's a wonderful idea. Grandma's going to love you. That will be nice, but I'm more concerned that her granddaughter loves me. Oh, she does. The Johnston house was filling up for Christmas, and you better believe I wanted to be in on it. Of all things, what I imagined most was noise. I wasn't used to lots of sound. I let my imagination run away with me. Suddenly, I could hear animated conversations between people who mattered to each other. Lots of good-natured laughter. I could hear knives and forks scraping across plates and people asking someone nearby to pass something. I could hear the old holiday standbys playing softly in the background. M maybe even a fire crackling in the fireplace. Oh, I was painting quite the picture in my mind. But the hard part lay ahead, convincing my mother. Mom! In the laundry room. Uh, Mom, I made some new friends. I don't suppose they'd care to help us unpack. I just met a couple of kids from the neighborhood, Brett and Marlena. They're really nice. I'm very glad for you. And guess what? I don't like to guess, Dennis. Just tell me. We're invited to the Johnstons for Christmas dinner. Now, wait a minute. The Johnstons? Uh, Brett Johnston was one of the kids I met today. They live just a few houses down. They invited us to dinner on Christmas Day. Now, hold on, young man. It was Brett who invited you, not his mother? He doesn't have a mother. I mean, he lives with his grandparents. He said his grandma wouldn't turn anybody away. Okay, well, what's his grandma like? I don't know. I didn't meet her. You didn't... Dennis, you don't just show up on someone's doorstep on Christmas Day. We were invited. By someone's grandchild, Dennis. From what you're telling me, he asked you before he asked her. What if we get there and she isn't expecting us? Then we'll get to see a big scolding on Christmas Day and we'll come home back here and be just as alone as before. Well, Mom, I, I Dennis, got... think about it. Would you invite someone over for dinner without asking me first? Never mind on Christmas. Would you do that any day? No. An invitation like that should come from his grandmother, honey. Otherwise, we might be imposing ourselves. And besides, who knows how long we'll be able to stay here. The job at the factory is only temporary. They made that abundantly clear when I hired on. I don't want to see you get all cozy with anybody that we're going to have to leave in a few months. But, Mom, no buts, even... young man. 
Now, get upstairs and unpack your PJs. Your bed is set up and I've hung a washcloth and a towel in the bathroom. Go scrub and clean up after yourself. All right. Now, who on earth could that be? Hello? Mrs. Charles? This is Diane Charles, yes. This is Ellen Johnston calling from a few houses down. Mrs. Johnston? Dennis was I mean, this is quite a coincidence. How did you get our number? I used to work for the phone company, dear. I don't mean to interrupt your unpacking. Are you settling in all right? We're still trying to figure out which box belongs where, but we are managing. So, can I help you with something, Mrs. Johnston? Please call me Ellen. Brett tells me that Dennis thinks you folks may not be set up in time for Christmas. We never celebrate Christmas. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize It's quite all right. Well, just in case you change your mind, I wanted to reiterate Brett's invitation to Christmas dinner at our home. I wouldn't want to impose. I promise you it would be no imposition whatsoever. We used to have the whole block over every year, but all the neighborhood kids grew up and the families moved away. Brett and Marlena will be here, and my granddaughter is bringing home a friend from college. But beyond that, it'll just be my husband and me. It would be my pleasure to set extra plates. You're very kind, Mrs. Johnston, but like I said, we don't do much for Christmas. You won't have to do much for this Christmas either. I'll do the cooking and we'll put the grandkids to work cleaning up. Why keep them around otherwise? (laughs) You can just relax and be comfortable. Dinner is as close to 4.30 as we can manage it. Brett told me that Dennis said you like to sleep in on Christmas. Dennis was quite the motormouth today, wasn't he? I was not! Oh, my goodness. He has a healthy set of lungs. Anyway, it would be a pleasure to welcome you to the neighborhood, Mrs. Charles. How about this? We'll definitely take it under advisement. Does that sound fair? Fair enough for the moment, Mrs. Charles. We hope to see you soon. Thank you for the invitation. Goodbye now. Yes, thanks, Mom. Don't thank me, young man. We're not going to accept. Uh, But you said... What was it you said? I said we'd take it under advisement. That means I'll think about it. I thought you said definitely. I did. I said I'd definitely think about it. But we don't know these people, Dennis. I don't know if I want to spend Christmas with strangers. We never spend it with anybody. I don't like your tone, young man. I believe you were about to go upstairs and have a wash. I'd suggest you get to it. Mom had sent my spirits soaring and then brought them crashing back to earth in the space of a few minutes. I was so young. I could not possibly have understood her reluctance. Every cell in my body had begun to hunger for a full-fledged Christmas celebration with all the trimmings, such as friends. It had only recently occurred to me how much I had missed being around other people, so it hurt beyond measure to think that a celebration would be taking place in a few days, a few houses down, and I was going to miss it again. In a few moments, we'll return with Act Two of A Few Houses Down. 
by Michael Kleberg. Let's pause now for station identification. From Ball State University, this is Indiana Public Radio, 92.1 WBST Muncie, 89.5 WBSB Anderson, 90.9 WBSW Marion, 91.7 WBSJ Portland, and 91.1 WBSH Hagerstown, Newcastle. You're listening to Indiana Public Radio's Holiday Radio Drama, live from Sursa Hall on the campus of Ball State University. This live radio program is made possible by the generous support of the Ball State Federal Credit Union and Lifestream Services. Support for the broadcast also comes from the fine folks at the Ball State Department of Theater and Dance, Michelle Walker, Thrivent Financial, Mark's Service Center, Morrison Woods, the Yorktown Public Library, and by the generous support of listeners like you. We now return with Act Two of Indiana Public Radio's holiday radio drama, A Few Houses Down, by Michael Kleber. Christmas Day drew near. Mom was determined to avoid going to the Johnstons, but she found me equally resolute. I brought it up into every opening I saw, no matter how slight it seemed. <laughs> My poor mother, I would not let the subject die, nor could I keep still. Dennis, quit pacing. You're wearing a trail in the carpet. What's out the front window that's so interesting? I can hardly take my eyes off the Johnsons' house. It looks completely different with all those lights. I really enjoyed helping Brett and Marlena put them up the other day. You ought to meet their grandfather. He's a character. <laughs> They're a nice family, Mom. It sounds like they've got a great celebration planned. I'm sure they have. I think you'd really like them. Dennis, we've been over this. So what if I really like them? Our situation here is going to come to an end. We'll have to get out of our lease somehow. We'll have to find some place else to live, and we'll end up missing people we leave behind. There just isn't any point in spending Christmas with people we hardly know. Well, when's a better time to get to know them? Dennis! All right, I'll make a deal with you. You go to Christmas dinner, I'll stay here. I could use the extra sleep. That's not much of a deal, Mom. I don't want to go by myself. It's the best deal you're going to get. There were times that I knew Mom was either exhausted or hurting because she missed my father and my brother so much. I wanted to plead with her to come with me, but I sensed it was smarter to keep my mouth shut. So I did, for the moment. Oh, it was awfully hard to keep from peering out the window at the Johnstons, though. Things were starting to happen a few houses down. Brett, open the door, please. I'll bet that's Callie. I got it. Well, if it isn't old chatty Callie. Brett the Brat. <laughs> oh, it's so good to see you. I've even missed how annoying you are. Brett, I want you to meet my friend Greg Brooks. Greg and I go to school together. Greg, this is my annoying brother, Brett. Hi, Greg. It's nice to meet you. Merry Christmas. Nice to meet you. Merry Christmas to you as well. Callie's right, by the way. I am annoying. But I'm her younger brother. It's my job. Oh, come on. I'll bet you're nowhere near as annoying as Callie says you are. Every day. Lots of times. <laughs> We're gonna get along just fine. Is Grandma in the kitchen? Right here, honey. Welcome home. 
I'm so glad you're here. Grandma, this is the friend I was telling you about. I'd like you to meet Greg Brooks. Well, hello, Greg. Welcome to our home. Thank you. It's a pleasure to meet you. Callie's told me a great deal about you. Has she now? Let me hear another sound from you and you'll keep your Christmas by losing your situation. Oh, here's Grandpa. Grandpa, this is my friend Greg. I'm glad to meet you, sir. Merry Christmas. Out upon Merry Christmas. Sir? If I could work my will, every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips should be boiled with his own pudding and buried with a stake of honey through his heart. <laughs> Looks like Callie didn't tell you a great deal about us after all. The great day finally came. For me, Mom bought a huge book of science fiction stories. On any other Christmas, I would have disappeared for the rest of the day with my nose in it. For my part, I had managed to scrounge together a few dollars and find her a nice scarf. I was rather proud if I did say so myself. Scarves were a luxury Mom couldn't afford, so she did without. Oh, I got the feeling she really liked the scarf, but she was not moved otherwise. When 4.30 rode around, I reluctantly made the trek a few houses down by myself. Brett, Marlena. We got it, Grandma. Hey, Dennis, come on in. Merry Christmas. Uh, yeah, Merry Christmas to you. Let me introduce you around. Hey, everybody, company. Oh, for heaven's sake, Brett. We're in the next room, not the next county. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Dennis. Merry Christmas to you, ma'am. Ma'am? Oh, I like the sound of that. <laughs> Brett, that's what having manners sounds like. What are manners? Oh. <laughs> Don't laugh. He really doesn't know. Hello? Dennis, meet my kid sister, Callie. Kid sister? My poor delusional younger brother. <laughs> and that turkey following her around is her friend from school, Greg Brooks. Turkey? Is it ready already? What? Do they starve you at school? <laughs> is everybody here then? Dennis, where's your mom? Mom sends her regrets. Uh, she's really tired. She needed to rest. Oh, well, I'm glad you decided to join us. It's good to have you. Where's Grandpa? Well, last I saw him, he was upstairs getting angry with the ghost of Christmas past. Leave me! Take me back! Haunt me no longer! Sounds like he's still at it. Grandma, before we eat, I have something I want to talk over with everybody. Would everyone mind taking a seat, please? So, you're becoming a nun? No. But you're becoming a martyr in a minute. <laughs> all right, Callie. It looks like we're all comfortable. When's the wedding? Yeah, when's the big day? How did you know? Oh, you're kidding, right? You've been glowing like a Christmas tree ever since you walked in the door. <laughs> this is wonderful news, honey. Wait, Grandma. I'm a little worried. Worried? About what, dear? Do you think Grandpa will be okay with this? I, I don't know how to put this, but will this just make him worse? Oh, honey. 
All he would have to do is see you and Greg look at each other one time. He'd be able to see how much you care about each other because he and I used to share that look all the time. I don't know what's going to happen with him, but I do know that in his lucid moments, he wants only happiness for both you and Brett. He'd see quite clearly how much in love the two of you are, and he'd be just fine. He would. I mean, even I noticed it for crying out loud. I noticed it too. Oh, go on. (laughs) Brett and I talked about it all day yesterday when we were putting up the lights. We started a pool. Pay up, Brett. It's Christmas Day for crying out loud. It can wait till tomorrow, Scrooge. Speaking of Scrooge, Brett, run upstairs and check on your grandpa, would you please? I'm on it, (laughs) ma'am. Seriously, congratulations, you two. I've always wanted an older brother. That'll make up for old chatty Callie over there. Oh, very nice, Brett the Brat. Uh, Congratulations to both of you. Thank you, Dennis. Excuse me, everybody. Brett, I think Dennis just went out on the porch. Where is he going? I don't know. It is kind of warm in here with all the commotion. Maybe he just went out for a minute to cool off. I'll be right back. Dennis, why are you out here on the porch by yourself? It gets dark early around this time of year. Why don't you come back inside with the rest of us? It's a lot brighter. Well, then what are you doing out here? I saw you walk out the door. I was worried about you. No one worries about me. Why do you say a thing like that? Because it would be nice to get a break every once in a while. I used to have an older brother. I used to have a father. I used to have a mother who would actually talk to me, believe it or not. You know, on Christmas, Brett gets an older brother. What do I get? I get to leave town in eight weeks or ten weeks or who knows. But it'll happen. Look, I'm sorry if I sound greedy. I shouldn't feel sorry for myself. I'm happy for everybody. Brett's a great guy. It's no wonder you two are dating. Dennis! Brett and I aren't dating. Uh, How could that be? You two are so close. We are close, but like I told you before, he's like a brother to me. And speaking of brothers, what happened to yours and your father? They were... Killed in a car accident right before Christmas one year when I was a kid. My father came home early to drive my brother around to deliver newspapers. The roads were icy, and some guy in a truck slid through a red light and smashed into them. Oh, Dennis. That's why we never stay anywhere long. I think my mom is afraid that memories might catch up with her or something, so she changes jobs a lot. I'll tell you something that she doesn't know that I know. She went to school to be a teacher before I was born, and she actually got her teaching's license. I'll bet she could get a teaching job someplace so we could stay for a while, but she won't. Even if she did, she'd be around kids, and that would just make her think of my brother. I'm so sorry. That's nice of you, but that's what people say right before they say goodbye. We've met some good people everywhere we've gone, but we always end up leaving them. That's why I say you shouldn't waste any worry on me. I live out of a cardboard box. I'm never anywhere long enough for anyone to remember my name. What is it? What is what? Your name. Your full name, including your middle name. (laughs) 
no way I'm telling you my full name. Why not? Because uh, it's the worst name in the world. Well, how is anybody supposed to remember your name if you won't tell what it is? What do you mean? I'm Dennis Charles. We've met. I'll tell you mine. It's Alicia Marlena Ritter. I go by my middle name. Your turn. <laughs> it's not my turn. I, I didn't ask you for it, and besides, you have a nice name. Thank you. Now focus. It's your turn. Come on. <laughs> no. What's the harm? If your name is as nice as you are, then I'll bet it's fine. As nice as I am? Dennis, I was watching you from the minute you walked in. You hardly said a word, but I saw how you pulled Grandma Johnson's chair out and helped her get seated. You stood up and shook hands with both Greg and Callie, and again when Grandma made their big announcement. When you left, you said, excuse me. You're a real gentleman, Dennis. I would miss you if you left. When I leave, you mean? <laughs> Quit changing the subject. It won't work. What subject? Your full name. Let's hear it. It's Dennis. I go by my middle name, too, because my first name is so dumb. Oh, come on. How bad can it be? What is it? Tell me. Harold. Oh. Harold? Harold. It comes from my mother's family. It was a great-grandmother's maiden name or something. Who names her kid Harold anymore? It's a stupid name! Oh, oh, Dennis, it's not... Well, okay. <laughs> you win that one. <laughs> Let's stick to Dennis. Yeah, can we, please? <laughs> what's, what's all this about? Marlena, he's gone. We've got to go find him. Find who? Oh, no, Grandpa. We need to plan. Everybody back in the living room. Where could he have gone? I can't think. I don't know where he was in the story. He was in. He was with the Ghost of Christmas Past just a little while ago. Didn't they go to Scrooge's school from when he was a kid or something? Maybe he's at the school. That, that's a good place to start. Oh, what can I do to help? Dennis, you're our guest. We'll handle this. Maybe you could stay here with Grandma and keep watch. Marlena, bundle up. It's going to be mighty cold on the old 10 speeds. We'll cover more ground on our bikes. Callie, let's take my car. I wish I knew the story better. We need to get moving. There are flashlights in the kitchen. I'll grab one for everybody. Isn't there a graveyard in the story toward the end? Greg! S sorry, wasn't thinking. I was just going to suggest we look in the cemetery. Grandma, we'll check in. Does everyone have change for payphones? I've got plenty. I'll drive. Kelly, you point. Mobilize, everybody. Yes, be careful. Be careful, everyone. Ma'am, would it be all right if I ran home for a minute? Of course, Dennis. I hope you understand. I need to stay here. I'll be right back. Mm. I only lived a few houses away, but I ran as if I were in the Olympics. I burst through our front door, and under any other circumstances, I would have laughed at my mother's startled expression. Mom! Dennis, you're home early. What on earth is the matter? It's Brett's grandfather. He's gone. Gone? What do you mean, gone? It's a long story, Mom. Then you better get started. Well, I told you. Brett's grandpa is a character. I know this isn't going to make any sense, but he thinks he's a Christmas carol. Which one? No, Mom, not a song. The Scrooge story. The, the Charles Dickens novel? He thinks he's Ebenezer Scrooge? No, he thinks he's the whole story. Uh, look, can I explain later? While we were all in the living room, he took off without anyone noticing. They said he might have gone somewhere to act out a scene from it, but no one knows where. Everyone but Brett's grandma is out looking for him. We've got to help find him. That's been my favorite story since I was a little girl. I wrote a paper on it in college. It was? It, you did? I didn't know that. Hand me my coat. Let's go. 
I was lightheaded. It was bitterly cold, but I don't think that had anything to do with it. Mom had never told me a thing about her childhood before. We rushed to the Johnstons and found Grandma in the living room, exactly where I left her. Come in, it's open. Hello, Mrs. Johnston. I'm Diane Charles, Dennis's mom. We spoke on the phone. Dennis has told me everything about your husband and what has happened. I'm sorry to meet under these circumstances, but we are here to help. What can we do? Oh, this is so kind of you, but I don't know what to tell you. This isn't the first time he's done this, and there's never a particular reason. A few years ago, he was the Grinch. He dressed up in an old red union suit and left the house with a bag of gifts I had for everybody. If Brett and Marlena hadn't seen him leave and followed him, we might never have found him. They stopped him right before he dumped the bag out on a hill outside of town. I gather then that he took off because he thinks he's a character in A Christmas Carol? Yes, uh, except he doesn't think he's a character in it. He thinks he is it. Hmm. Is that your husband in the photograph over the fireplace? Yes, that's him. His hair is whiter now, but otherwise he looks the same. Look, Mrs. Charles, I really do appreciate this, but I need to be clear with you. Even if you found him, I don't know if you could coax him into coming with you. He doesn't even respond to his own family too readily. You let me worry about that. I have an idea that just might take care of everything, but you should stay here in case he comes back on his own. Dennis, Mm. saddle up. And Ellen? Yes. Uh, Please, call me Diane. My heart hurt for the Johnstons, but if I could be selfish for a moment, I also was exhilarated. We were all split up, but I felt a sense of being drawn together, part of something bigger than me. Brett and Marlena pedaled through the neighborhood, Greg and Collie drove all over town, and I sat sentinel beside my mom. I never knew you were into a Christmas carol, Mom. Oh, I was. I read it every year at Christmas time when I was really young. You did? What else did you do at Christmas when you were a kid? I'm just curious. Well, I always loved Christmas. <laughs> My father was strict about the traditions that he grew up with. Did, did you know that we weren't allowed to put up the tree until December 24th? Around mid-afternoon, every Christmas Eve, he and Mom set up the tree in its stand, and then Dad would put the lights on. I always got so excited when Dad carried the boxes of ornaments down from the attic. When I opened the first box that Dad handed me, it was like a surprise visit from old friends. And once the ornaments were hung, I had a special responsibility. What was that? Well, Mom would wrap the tree stand in an old white sheet. We had these miniature farm pieces from a train set that Dad had when when he was a boy. And it was my job to set them up under the tree. There were four farmers, two men and two women. Each of them (laughs) towered over their paper houses. And and they they couldn't have used the cars that came with the set as roller skates. (laughs) They were so small, but... To me, it looked like a little village spread out over a landscape of snowy hills. I wanted to live there. I would lay on the floor 
and dream that I was strolling from farm to farm saying hello to the animals and wishing all the farmers a Merry Christmas. Do you know what? I can remember that village more clearly than any gift I ever got. It was the season that I looked forward to more than anything else. That sounds like a neat memory, Mom. Hmm. So what's your idea that you mentioned to Grandma? <laughs> so it's Grandma now, huh? That's interesting. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know how whenever we move, I rent a post office box so we can have a forwarding address? Well, I arranged for one before we moved here. Yeah. And when I stopped by the post office this past Friday, it occurred to me that the foyer looks exactly like the room where they kept the safe deposit boxes at our old bank. They never lock up that part of the post office, not even on holidays. Anyone who wants to can check their mail at any time. How does that fit into a Christmas carol? There are scenes toward the end of the story that take place at what Scrooge calls the exchange. Like when he hears those businessmen talking about a funeral? Exactly. It's the first place he goes with the ghost of Christmas yet to come. He won't be able to get into any banks, so he might settle for a place that looks like one. Back at the Johnstons, our fellow searchers began to check in. Hello? Grandma, it's Brett. We're at the school. Any sign of him? We've been around the building twice. There are no open doors. There aren't any lights on. We'll make one more circuit and then we'll try somewhere else. Oh dear, I didn't even look to see if he took his coat. Then we better move fast. Call again soon. All right. Grandma? Uh, Greg's just trying to warm up a little in the car. We're at the church cemetery. He's not here. We've looked everywhere. Are there any other cemeteries in the city? There's the city cemetery out by the highway. Oh no! Get out to the highway and make sure he's not wandering around in the road. We'll do it, Grandma. Greg, put it in drive. I'm gonna point. Grandma? It's Marlena. We figured Scrooge might head straight for a bank, so we're trying some of them. They're all closed up tight and completely dark. I guess it's time we called the police, honey. I hate to bother them on Christmas, but I'm so afraid for him. Who knows how long he's been out in this cold? We'll call right away. Brett just said we're going to start looking up and down every single street we can get to. We'll start at the north end of the neighborhood, and then go back and do the cross streets. Brett says that when you talk to Callie, you should have her start from the other end. Find him, Grandma. Grandma? He wasn't at the city cemetery. I just spoke to Brett. He's on the north side. Start looking through the neighborhood from the other end. We'll get right on it. If he's not there, we'll look in another neighborhood. We'll find him. Mom finally pulled into the post office lot. She was keen on the scent of something. I just hope it won't rattle him if we do things out of order. I need a parking place where we can shine the headlights into the foyer. Oh, perfect. Someone is in there, do you see? It's Grandpa, all right. Reach behind me and get that blanket on the back seat, please. What's the plan? Well, with the headlights behind us, he'll only see silhouettes. I'm gonna put this blanket over my head. Let's cross our fingers that this works. Come on. I'm gonna walk a little more slowly than usual. Okay, we're almost in. Now stay behind me and keep that flashlight up. Ebenezer Scrooge! I am in the presence of the ghost of Christmas yet to come? You are! Ghost of the future. 
I fear you more than any specter I have seen. But as I know your purpose is to do me good, and as I hope to live to be another man from what I was, I am prepared to bear you company. Will you not speak to me? I just did, Ebenezer. But, but I thought, I thought you didn't speak. You've never spoken to me before. Uh-oh. I do not speak much, Ebenezer, but when I do, I mean business. And if you know anything, you know about business, right? You must come with me. I am about to show you shadows of the things that have not happened, but will happen in the time before us. Is that so, spirit? It is. Well, lead on, lead on. The night is waning fast and it is precious time to me. It's working. So far, let's get him into the car. The mood at the Johnstons was sad and plummeting fast. I'm sure no one expected that this was how their Christmas would unfold. Cold, tired, bewildered, everyone eventually worked their way back to Grandma's front room. Grandma, we're back. I'm sorry. We, we looked everywhere we could think of. We even looked in a couple places we didn't think of. Oh, you've tried your best, honey. Have you heard from Callie and Greg? They went to the police. Callie tried to give a description so they'd know what to look for, but how do you describe a man who thinks he's a classic novel? I've called a couple times myself. They're doing what they can, but they're short on manpower because of the holiday. We're here, Grandma. Any luck? Has there been any word from the police? No, honey. Come in and get warm. Come on, everybody. Think, this town isn't that big. We've got to come up with another place to look. That's all there is to it. Maybe we can think after our brain cells thaw out a bit. I'll make us some coffee if there's a pot handy. Inspiration might strike if we concentrate on routine business. Business? Mankind was my business. My God, oh, Grandpa! My he's a little chilled, but he's okay. Lord, oh, thank God you're safe. Wherever did you find him? At the post office. Oh, we'll explain later if that's all right. Oh, it doesn't matter. He's home now. N- nice work. Diane, I can't thank you enough. You rescued Lord and you saved our Christmas. Ah, humbug. Oh, Does anyone know the next line? Scrooge says that so many times. Which time do you mean? Come on, Marlena. You're the good student. Uh, Oh, I can't. Christmas a humbug, Uncle. You don't mean that, I'm sure. I do. Merry Christmas. What right have you to be merry? What reason have you to be merry? You're poor enough. Come then, what right have you to be dismal? You're rich enough. Ah, humbug. (laughs) Whoa. Now that's impressive. How do you know all that? I told you she had her teaching license. She's an English teacher, or could be if she wanted to. Harold Dennis Charles. Harold... Your name is Harold? Quiet! Ow! Sorry, Mom. I found your papers one time when we were packing, or unpacking, or or something. I can't remember. You're an English teacher? I studied to be one, yes. Why don't you teach here? They're desperate for teachers. They are. They're so desperate, they ask the state university for help. Mom? (laughs) Please? Just a moment. Young lady, why did you call me uncle a few moments ago? I'm 
terribly sorry, sir. I meant Grandpa. Hey, Grandpa. This is Miss Diane Charles. She's our new neighbor. Hello, Grandpa. I, I can't tell you how good it is to meet you. Well, the pleasure is mine, Mrs. Charles. May I present my son, Dennis? Hello, Grandpa. Grandpa, this, this is Greg Brooks. We go to school together. We are getting married next year. I'm glad to know you, sir. Married? My little jewel is getting married? She is. And this is the man you're going to marry? I am, sir. You be good to my jewel, you hear? You have my word. Ellen, where's Ellen? Oh, I'm here, Lord. Is it, is today? It's Christmas, Lord. Merry Christmas. Will you look at those blue eyes? What a Christmas present. Oh, what a present indeed. Is it time to sing yet? I was just going to suggest that. Well, why not? The dinner is stone cold anyway. What would you like to sing, Lord? I would like you to start us, and we'll all join in. Including our new neighbors? Oh, we'll join in. Won't we, Mom? Please? Thank you. We would love to. (laughs) Sit down, everybody! (laughs) Please, make yourselves at home. With boughs of holly, fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly, fa la 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 la. I can still see the crowd of us sitting snug in that glowing living room, Grandma and Grandpa holding hands and singing, reunited for one night at least. Brett was bellowing off key. Greg and Collie were laughing so much they could hardly join in, but join in they did. My mom sat on one side of me and Marlena on the other. They each put an arm around my shoulders and we sang carol after carol long into the night. My mom did get hired on in the local school system. For years afterwards, she was Grandpa Johnston's favorite visitor. Oh, how they enjoyed one another's company. No holiday was too big of a challenge for her. She could parry any quote he threw at her. One winter, as a special favor, she put on her warmest gear, wrapped herself in Christmas light, and then slid down the flagpole at the school where she taught. Grandpa was thrilled. To him, she was the ball that drops in Times Square on New Year's Eve. Grandma and Grandpa Johnston are gone now. Mom retired from the school system and lives in town. Greg and Callie are still happily married after all these years. They gave Brett four nieces and nephews to look after, which he did gladly until he met his own Mrs. Johnston and settled down nearby. He has three children himself, all in college age now. We don't get together as often as we used to, mainly due to time and circumstances, but we never ever skip gathering at Christmas. As for me, I got two extra gifts that year. The first, I wanted a family and a place to call home for most of my life. And I finally found it. The second, Harold Dennis Charles. The kids are here. It's time to put up the tree. (laughs) Coming, Alicia Marlena Charles. Never give up on the search for a family to call your own. I can't promise it will be easy 
or that you'll recognize it right away. But maybe you'll find it where I did, just a few houses down. Merry Christmas, everybody. As Grandpa Johnston would have said, God bless us all, everyone. God bless us all, everyone. This has been the Indiana Public Radio Theater's Holiday Radio Drama, A Few Houses Down, by Michael Kleber. Tonight's cast featured Tom Cherry as Dennis Charles, Thomas Whitcomb as young Dennis Charles, Abby Carter as Diane Charles, Graham Reeder as Brett Johnston, Ellie Blackmer as Marlena Ritter, Sean Orlarski as Grandpa Lauren Johnston, Benjamin Strack as young Lauren Johnston. Michelle Kinsey as Grandma Ellen Johnston. Gwyneth Clare as young Ellen Johnston. Annika Lowe as Danielle. Kaylin Sprinkle as Callie Johnston. Nick Batu as Greg Brooks. With special appearance by Jennifer Blackmer as Marlena Charles. And I'm your host, Stan Sollers. Tonight's radio broadcast was made possible through the generous support of Ball State Federal Credit Union and Lifestream Services, as well as support from the Ball State Department of Theater and Dance, Michelle Walker, Thrivent Financial, Mark's Service Center, Morrison Woods, and the Yorktown Public Library. Tonight's radio drama was directed by Matthew Reeder. Foley sound effects by Vanessa Ament. Musical direction by Michael Elliott. Featuring Wesley Byers on piano, Bruno Cabrera on percussion, Trevor Matthew on tenor sax, with vocals by Tucker Boggs, Joseph Cook, Kelsey Cozen, Kevin Moore, and Anna Zanin. Stage management by Amber Riggle. Broadcast sound engineer was Sean Ashcraft. The assistant audio engineers were Trevor Matthews, Joy Vondere, and Will Robbins. The house sound engineer was Theron Dalton and Jeff Sykes. The producer, Angie Rapp. To all and to each, good night and Merry Christmas.